September is September on Twitch. You can subscribe to Geek Therapy on Twitch for 50% off one month at twitch.tv slash geektherapy. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. We are a show about understanding each other and ourselves through the content we care about. My name is Oswald Cardona, and I am joined by Laura Taylor. Hey. Lauren Keller. Hi. And Brandon Saxton. Hello. So today we are going to talk about fictional role models. In the past few weeks, I think I mentioned a few characters that have definitely been uh, role models for me. Positive ones. I, th- I think there are definitely negative role models too. We can, we can touch some of those. And Brandon, you were excited about this idea because you just did something related to this. What, what was that? I did. I don't, I, this was just sort of like a thought experiment or something. I was just having a little nostalgia moment the other day. And I got to thinking about some of the kind of interesting, maybe meaningful characters that I thought about a lot just growing up. And so as just kind of a way for me to kind of like relive that journey of growing up, I guess I ended up kind of making a mental list of kind of some of the interesting and big characters in my life who I felt like maybe contributed something to my development or played some role in having attributes or ideals or characteristics that were things that I wanted to see in myself. So it was pretty amazing when you suggested the topic. And then I was just like, wow, I, it it was geek therapy magic because I was, I was ready for it. GT magic. (laughs) (laughs) So, so give me, give me, give me one or two or three. I mean, I know, I know everyone can guess one of them for sure. Batman. Batman. Yeah, 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 naturally, know, you got it. <laughs> I was going to say the Joker. But, the Joker, you know. right. You know, <laughs> the the all the good stuff that, that he's up to. Um, yes, Batman, of course. And specifically, and probably still unsurprisingly, Batman from Batman the Animated Series, who I think, and I've spoke about this before, and I'm sure I will again, is a very special depiction of that character. And and as you all know, I think that character is very special in and of itself. Otherwise I wouldn't have it in, you know, the emblem immortalized on my body for, for time eternal. Mm-hmm. But I think that version of the character is, is really cool because there are a lot of very interesting and intentional depictions of Batman in Batman, the animated, animated series displaying compassion towards people who it would be very easy for him to in a different kind of depiction to just punch. And I think that's really cool. Interesting. And specifically the animated series version. I think specifically maybe when compared to some of the live action versions, I should say there's a lot of really good compassionate Batman in the comics that I think there, that is been in some ways lacking a little bit in my opinion in the live action depictions yeah yeah i mean i I love talking about batman in general because Mm -hmm. there's so many versions of him not only over time but right now Mm -hmm. like i just this week (laughs) or or last week i saw batman hush the animated movie Mm. i'm also watching young justice which has another version of batman Mm -hmm. also bruce wayne and on Titans, Bruce Wayne was cast and now appears mm-hmm. there also. So I'm watching three like new things <laughs> with then they're all ongoing versions of Batman and they're all different versions of him. All Bruce Wayne, all Batman, Gotham City, the whole thing, but completely or very different versions. And and I love that because there's there's really like a Batman for for 
Isn't there a comic where it's like a Batman for every occasion, something like that? I'm not familiar with that, but I love the sound of it. Uh, yeah, it's. I may be I'm probably. Um, that's probably the wrong title, but too many <laughs> but, Batmans. Too many Batmans, but uh, there, there's so many versions of of Batman. There's multiple in the comics too. I mean, there's it's it's great. And but yeah, I mean, there are a lot of things that are that are core to the character. So so what is it? Uh, specifically, is it is it the, that compassion, or is it other things about Batman? Oh, so uh, definitely a lot of things. The compassion is a big part of it. Um, some of the other things are, you know, taking something that was challenging and difficult for him, and being able to turn that into, um, you know, a force to try to do things differently or do things better or make a positive impact. Um, always trying to kind of do the right thing, even if it isn't always the easy thing. Um, you know, just having that kind of tenacity and, uh, you know, um, resilience. I think there are just a lot of really cool qualities that Batman from the animated series and more broadly has that were really important to me. Well, and are still important to me. Um, and I think probably very realistically, I, I don't mean this, um, sort of it as a, to be silly, which is kind of my usual, um, my usual approach, but I think very genuinely probably had an impact on my decision to choose to go into some sort of helping career um, because I, I kind of grew up um, watching this helper who is helping in his own way. So, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of really cool stuff about Batman. Batman is also one of my 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 big ones, possibly maybe number one. And but, but the way I came to him, it, there was a realization at some point in my early 20s when i felt like like i saw myself in the character it's like oh like i have this um like urge like i'm i'm very careful and it's something that people have often said oh well you're you know you're you're just too afraid all the time or you're just um like they would it was something that wasn't uh, admirable and yet I saw it as like I always have a contingency plan. I am always prepared for everything, and it wasn't like I'm reading, you know, Batman. I'm I'm watching Batman. I'm like Batman's always ready for everything. Like I was able to like change the way I viewed that, and like uh, like a totem for me is the um, uh, shark repellent bat spray. It's like for me that's like this this emblem of of it just represents being so freaking prepared, right? There's no way like <laughs> how, like how did you know? <laughs> or like what are the odds that you would need uh a shark repellent? <laughs> but but you had it, you know, because because that's the type of person that Batman is. And I love that idea that he's always like for whatever the situation is, he's got something ready because he thought about it beforehand. So I started seeing myself instead of like the, from the lens of other people, their voices that I was hearing saying that, you know, oh, you're too anxious or you're too, uh, you know, you, you worry too much or that's ridiculous, you know, that you have like too many of these or you're obsessive or something like that. I was like, oh, no, no, no. Like I was I was very thoughtful. <laughs> I uh, I was prepared and like I have no regrets, you know, like I've been there've been many times where I'm like this this worked out. And so I started feeling more like Batman in that sense. And around the same time I I, I don't remember the actual issue, but it was it was an issue of Scott Scott Snyder's run. Hmm. Zack Snyder. No. Scott Snyder. Scott yes. Snyder. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. Uh Scott Snyder's run and it's it's a moment, I think it's during year one, where he says, 
you know, like the reason I'm here is to make sure that what happened to me never happens to anyone else again. And that's something like in other words I had said, and that's why I went into mental health. Mm-hmm. But to see this character, like I just started seeing myself in the character more and more often. So once I made that identification, then I started seeing like the stories and different things that he was doing as then it, he became a role model, you know, but like I had to see myself mm-hmm. in the character first for, for that to happen, which is a big part of why, you know, representation and diversity is so important because sometimes like mm-hmm. you can't, like if you're so distant from a character, sometimes it's hard to do that. It's not a requirement. In my case, it was, it was uh, behavior and, and, and the way we thought and that I, that I was able to identify, not necessarily like, the way we looked, but yeah, Batman, Batman's huge for me too. Love Batman. So good. Someone should start a Batman podcast. <laughs> Why do you do that to him, Brandon? <laughs> Damn it, Brandon. <laughs> Sorry. What about the two of you? Any love for Batman? I love eh. Batman. <laughs> <laughs> no, like what what character is your Batman? Like like Batman is for us. Or you know, what what characters have ever played played a role like that or you know, been a role model? I mean, I feel like there's a difference between identifying with a character and a role model. Like a role model is something you aspire to be that you might not necessarily be. Exactly. Like in my case, I I was, I would mention the identification as that's how he became a role model for me afterwards because I would see the stories, but like in order for him to become a role model for me. I had to have that. I had that experience first, like of of identifying with him, seeing something in common, and then seeing, oh, like, yeah, not only like, not only are we similar, but I aspire to be more like him. Yeah, yeah. I've got a few of the like of those role models that that I think are important uh, to me. I'm gonna start with Supergirl, specifically uh, the CW Supergirl, Melissa. Hmm. Benoist? Yeah. She is amazing as Supergirl. And I feel like I have a tendency to, I don't know, go down the negative path and like look at all the things that could go wrong in a situation. And she has this, I don't know, this shiny, sparkly, even when she's upset in the end of an episode, like she wants to give people the benefit of the doubt. And give people a chance to redeem themselves, like you guys talked about a couple weeks ago. Um, and she she has this ability to see the positive in things and, and find a solution rather than what isn't going to work. Um, and I appreciate that. And just like there are scenes with her and her sister Alex that I just love. Um and the relationship she has like that. And there are, are relationships that, like, I would like a real... I'm close with my sister, but not that close. Like, the two of them. And I would love that. Um, and I also think, going on that on that route, like, I see Alex as a role model. Um, she has, like, clear morals and boundaries. And, um, like, I'm gonna not be in this relationship because I know what I want and I want to have a kid and this is what I want. Um, and she struggles with that and then has a, a, a good, she's able to, to come to grips with that. Um, and she's super smart 
and really hot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For the longest time, I had a hard time with female uh, characters that I liked because I would be like, well, do I want to be them or do I want to be (laughs) with them? Uh, And so with Supergirl, I think it's a I want to be her. And yeah, it's a little ambigu- ambiguous with the with Alex. Uh, and to finish out the Danvers trifecta, uh, Captain Marvel is another role model that I have had for a while. I like her character. Um, in the comics, I, I disagree with her in Civil War II, uh, but I still love her. And she just, she's super badass and powerful and... I think that's great that the three of them uh, are those three Danvers ladies that I mentioned. All of them are are badass in there and and but have compassion when they need to. Uh, yeah, I think that badass with compassion. That's what I aspire to be. <laughs> do you think? Like, do you aspire to be? Do you ever see them be compassionate and think? Damn, like I wish I could do that because like that's hard for me. Or I think I I think I do see some of like there are other areas where I, I see that that's what I wish I could be. I feel like I'm a pretty compassionate person, almost to a fault at times. Uh, I am willing to give people the benefit of the doubt, and we've discussed on on the podcast before, like when I'm watching a show, especially with fictional characters, I'm able to be like, well, there are reasons that they did the thing they did, and like, it's okay, and people get frustrated with me when I'm able to like be so (laughs) uh, permissive, Um, and I feel like in the past... I have done that with people too. And I think I like in my life and I think now it's like a healthy compassion. And I think, I mean, I, I went into the helping field for a reason. Uh, and I think that my compassion is something that, that comes out every day that I'm seeing clients. So, um, and, and so far so good. I have good boundaries. So um, I think, yeah, I, I see their compassion and I I know that it's something that that I have. It's not necessarily I I, I need to aspire to, but So you identify with the with I, I identify with that. But the <laughs> but there's other parts that, that are more aspirational, like the being able to focus on the positive, the being able to uh I don't know stick up for myself a little more uh the kind of friendships and relationships they have i wish some of mine were more like that but also like supergirl has super versions of the of the same of these situations right it's like her compassion like in the first episode is to is to well, it's mostly to save her sister but like she's always saving a whole group of people and doing things that are super right that are kind of uh, i think feel I think that's why some of these characters can can uh, it, it feels so aspirational because mm-hmm. even it's like it's it's an exaggerated it's version. It's over the top. Yeah. 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 It's like I also feel like Supergirl. One of the things that are that is kind of aspirational is helping others find their voice and and get like be able to use their voice and speak up. 
um, as a reporter, that's kind of what she does. And mm-hmm. yeah. um, as a friend, that's what she does, too. She encourages the people around her to do the right thing and to do the compassionate thing yeah. uh, and to be their, live their own truth. Lauren, any examples? Okay, so um, you gave us this prompt a couple of days ago, and I uh, I sort of struggled with it for a while because I couldn't really, when I was thinking about, like, okay, what fictional characters are role models to me, I couldn't really come up with anything that felt quite right. And I realized uh, I, I'm sort of separating out, like, aspirational characteristics or or aspects of the characters that that I aspire to but not like the entirety of the character to the part to the point where I would call them a role model to me mm-hmm. and so I was like uh, and I ended up just sort of like loosening my internal definition that I was working with and uh, came up with a, a bunch of stuff but I think <laughs> that the one that I feel the strongest like role model about is um, Steven Universe from Steven Universe. Yeah, I could have guessed all of your first answers. <laughs> I should have. But and and I I love the way you're framing this because uh, I remember Lara and I talking about this a lot, um, like during season two, where we would say like sometimes just one panel in a comic book is enough. Right? Mm-hmm. Like the rest mm-hmm. of the story doesn't matter. The rest of the person's situation doesn't matter. Like sometimes one scene, one situation, one act is enough to inspire or or provide insight or, or make us feel something. Yeah. 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 Like I have, I have, I have Scully from X Files on my list because Ooh. she's like a total babe and a badass, and she takes no shits, and I love that about her, and that yeah. is inspirational to me. But I don't consider the character scully as a role model for me because i guess i don't want to be that kind of scientist so it feels less role modely but i like the aspects of her character right and so it's like i'm sort of in this weird in-between space it's uh it's the same thing with um who else is on my list i've got uh like buffy and faith and angel um and willow not angel willow Screw Angel. <laughs> Yay, Willow. <laughs> um, from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's like, I, I like all those characters, and there are aspects of those characters that, you know, when I was a teen and I was watching Buffy, like, kind of obsessively, that there were aspects of those characters I really looked up to. I, I wanted to be like Buffy, where I would, you know, always try and do what was right and, you know, respect the... Um, the support of the people around me who are trying to help me and be there for me. And, you know, with Willow and Xander and, and the the power of uh, not having powers, but still being helpful to people. And that really resonated with me as a, as a teen and feeling sort of powerless, but knowing like there's still something I can do. That stuff really resonated with me as a kid. What, you don't aspire to be a, a vampire slayer? Not... <laughs> So much. I mean, it is yeah. not off the table for me, but I've really <laughs> committed to this PhD right now, and I I know from watching Buffy that being a Slayer does not pay well. No, it doesn't. <laughs> you have to go work at, oh, what's the name of the fast food place she works at? Oh, they're like triple Double. meat patty thing. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> Double That's meat a palace. great episode. I, like I love that. Yeah, episode. meat palace. <laughs> uh, 
I also have, um, I was, tr- I was trying to like think like, okay, when I was younger, when I was a kid, cause maybe that'll be easier to think of like role, role models. And so I was trying to think when I was younger and all I came up with <laughs> was Miss Frizzle. <laughs> I'm like, I just want to be Miss Frizzle. That's still kind of true. <laughs> I don't think I've grown out of that one. <laughs> well, there's your role model then. There's my role model. I just want to be a crazy lady with cool dresses and a magical bus that can take me all sorts of nonsensical places. A child's colon? Hell yeah. <laughs> Space? We're going there. Dinosaurs? You haven't even seen enough dinosaurs yet because we're going to see more than two. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, don't get hung up on the role model thing. It's it's the way I framed it originally, but like I think I think everybody's tapping into the idea, right, of, of these... In the past, I've had conversations with people who are like, ugh, you know, like real people are heroes or real people are inspirational, not fictional characters. Like you're wasting your time. And I'm like, mm, no, actually, you know... Sorry, but a lot of people do see like the characters that they see are or, or the inspirational people that they that they encounter are fictional. They're they're not real. I'm sorry. That's not always how it works. So I think I think it's you know, it, it's great to, to look for these examples. Um the earliest one that I can remember was uh Dick Tracy when I was a kid. I wanted to be like this this detective. I wanted to be a hero. And I have this memory of like being really small and this uh, guy picking, this guy, this kid, this other kid picking on, on a girl. And I stepped in and I said something like, like, stop it. Like, I'm a detective. You can't, like, you gotta, like, you better leave her alone. And I was just channeling Dick Tracy. I'm almost certain I had a Dick Tracy watch at the time that had like a little speaker. And like I don't know, that's just uh, that, that's the earliest one uh, I can remember. Batman, like I keep thinking about Batman. Batman for a whole bunch of other reasons, including like something you just said, Lauren. That idea that like he is, even though he's rich, but but you know, set that aside for a second. Like he is <laughs> at a huge disadvantage to all of these people who have superpowers, right? Mm-hmm. And like basically, he is the he tried to be the best human possible, so he represents like that potential like he was like no i'm gonna go i'm gonna go train and i'm gonna become the best fighter and i'm gonna become the best detective and i'm gonna be the best possible hero that the city that the city can have and it's gonna take a lot of work but i'm but i'm gonna do it and he happens to have all this money that he can also use to do that but the fact that this human is in this world with all of these gods and he's able to not only hold their own but also gain their respect and in many cases like when when necessary overpower them or or you know like he is he is formidable in this world where where people have power and he he doesn't and that has always been so huge for me like i like i think about like what would batman do all the time all the time that was really big for me also for geek therapy, it was um, there's a story of Batman. There was a run uh, by Grant Morrison. Was it Grant Morrison? I think so. It was Batman Incorporated. Have any of you read Batman Incorporated? No, but I'm sure my wife has. <laughs> so basically, Batman decides to franchise Batman. So he goes throughout the world and sets up Batman in different countries, and. It's around this time where he he starts coming up with um, 
like it, it, it's it's before he finally really comes to this realization that he can't do it alone uh and he like there there's been always been this idea of the bat family but he's still been like a loner but there's a moment um i'm mixing up two stories like batman incorporated is is one thing but there's this other part when he when he like gets sent back in time and then when he comes back he brings the whole bat family together and there these are people who some he trained and some who he just inspired and he brings them all together and he tells them like i can't do this alone i need all of you um together to be able to like do we all want the same thing so let's come together and do it and the truth is that i can't do it alone and i love that uh that storyline and I, I i love that issue where he's got everybody standing around him and everybody's like yeah we're in like let's let's do it i love that idea and it was that's uh that's a buffy plot too <laughs> <laughs> well it's 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 uh it's a moment of realization right of coming to terms with the fact that like oh shit like there's a lot and sharing that load is is way easier and we can get way more done if we work together and and that's something like I was like, oh man, like that's hard. <laughs> like that's that's actually really hard to do. Yeah. Speaking of that theme, Shira and the Princesses of Power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and the idea of we're stronger than the sum of our parts if we work together with respect and love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And friendship. So <laughs> beautiful. I'd say My Little Pony has that same theme too. Mm-hmm. I like in Shira that um, they they all know that there was an alliance before that was helpful, and and then it fell apart. <laughs> and it fell apart, and you know, like we come into the story when it has fallen apart, and um, I believe it's Shimmer Glimmer. What's her name? Glimmer. Glimmer, right? <laughs> Glimmer. Yeah, and she's like, <laughs> like we can come back together, right? Like, like we should do this again. We should have. Like we should bring all the princesses together because we were powerful before. Like we can we can face this threat if we do it. And everybody's like, well, no. But like, she she shows people that that's that's the case. Hell yeah! It's a good one. It's a good one. The Geek Therapy Twitch channel is one more way we connect with the community, reach out to new people, and create more opportunities for discussing and learning about mental health and psychology. For example, every time one of our streamers is live, links to mental health resources come up in the chat. Patrick O'Connor even does bonus activities for his psychology courses when he streams. Follow Geek Therapy on Twitch at twitch.tv slash geektherapy. And September is Subtember on Twitch, so all new one-month subs are 50% off. Just $2.50. Oh, and if you have Amazon Prime, you get one free Twitch sub every month. So if you're not using it, please consider subbing to Geek Therapy. Follow or subscribe at twitch.tv slash geektherapy. Brendan, did you have any others on your list? I I have a couple others. I also had something sort of related I I thought was kind of interesting I wanted to share too. I was just hunting around the internet before we started recording, just reading about other people's fictional um, role models, just to kind of get a feel for what was out there and what people were thinking about and writing about in this area. And I read one kind of interesting thing. I think it was just on a forum where someone noted that some of their favorite fictional role models were their own D&D characters. And I thought that was kind of interesting. And at first I, I sort of chuckled and I was like, okay, that's, 
my, my, honestly, my first response was like, that seems a little arrogant almost. But then as they kind of explained the rationale, I kind of got it. And it, I thought it was actually kind of cool because they wrote about how through D&D they could play these characters that have all of these characteristics that they really saw as ideal for them that maybe they wish they had or they wish that, you know, they they just maybe they wish they felt more confident or more assertive or whatever it was so they could play that out through the table and through that way those characters that they brought to life were their own kind of role models and were kind of these examples for who they wanted to be or what they wanted to move towards in their life and I thought that was really kind of an interesting idea and I know not exactly the kind of topic or direction you had in mind for this conversation but I still thought it was pretty cool. No, no, no. This is this is perfect, right? It's it's creating, you know, these people created an aspirational version of themselves as the character, mm-hmm. and then and then were able to put themselves in that in that role mm-hmm. and actually play the role. Yeah, yeah. I think that's actually a, a super great point, Brandon, because I I think as we're talking about um, a lot of like particularly well known, famous pop culture icons. Uh, like Batman, everybody knows Batman, but mm-hmm. somebody created Batman. Somebody mm-hmm. made those comic panels, and that could have been them creating their own role model. And the characters that we really reflect well um, and connect with in other media, maybe because the creators of those pieces of media really spent the time in building that character to like to reflect their own role model. And many um, many characters are that like that's yeah. the origin story mm-hmm. of their creation yeah. yeah yeah and so i think when we talk about these bigger characters it's a little easier to make that distinction but i don't think that there's actually a huge distinction between those big characters and the D ocs do not steal <laughs> like that, <laughs> yeah. i think that's really cool people you know people make the stuff that they need mm-hmm. given half the chance and so people people will make their own role models to fill that space. I think that's beautiful. One activity that I did, um, I used to do with kids a lot and was also, was always, uh, we got, we gained so many insights <laughs> from the kids when we did this was to create your own superhero, right? Or like if you were a superhero, what superpowers would you have? And it was incredible to see the powers that they wanted to have and the reasons why they wanted to have those powers, mm. you know? And they had to do with like, wanting to feel safer or wanting to be able to do things that they weren't able to do right now, being able to stop things that they weren't able to stop. And, you know, even at a super young age, it was incredible. You know, and, and that they were doing exactly what you're talking about, Brandon. And they were creating that version of what they wanted to be. And I don't know, I, th- I think that's why I, before I, I brought up the that idea of identification, because and getting hung up on the role model, like on the word role model, I totally get it, Lauren, because it's like, oh, like <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but, no, but it's good because it's like, I don't, I wouldn't say I want to be like that person. You yeah, know? that but was like, that was like my internal monologue is like, I come up and be like, oh, I really love this character. I really like this thing, you know, about them, or I really like this thing that they did or how they responded to this situation. And then I'm like, ooh, but I don't really want to be them. Yeah. <laughs> I want to yeah. be me. Yeah. <laughs> But it's like you can you can take on traits from that person. Yeah, right? exactly. And, and I guess it's uh, it comes. I think maybe the hang up is on the the word role model because it's so focused on like a role aspect, and so like superheroes, I feel fit really well into there. But it's a little weirder with other characters, I guess, for me. 
for you. Does that make sense? <laughs> I told you not to get hung up on the word. Don't worry about I'm it. Like t- I'm just talking it through. <laughs> I, 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 it, it, I it wasn't it. super clear to me, so this is useful for me to talk it through this way. I apologize if it needs to be cut out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't make up the word, okay? But I totally get it. I totally understand <laughs> um, um, what you're talking about. Because there are – it's like, for example, if we were talking about villains, right? There are times and there are things about certain villains that I'd be like, man – I really wish I could be like that. I really yeah. wish I could do that. <laughs> I agree. But it's or like, sometimes <laughs> you're like, they're right. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. right. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to be a villain. I don't want to be that character, you know? But it's like, oh, what they did in that moment was inspirational. Like, there are many villain characters that have that that, that moment of redemption, right? Where you're like, damn, I'd like to think that if presented with that opportunity in that situation, I would do that. Like, that's admirable. I, f- I feel that way a lot about um, Killmonger from mm-hmm. Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Like he is in the parameters of the movie, the villain, the antagonist. But I don't disagree with basically any of his points yeah, <laughs> and just exactly. a few of his actions. And so it's like <laughs> in some ways I do think that, that Eric Killmonger is a role model yeah. Um and has aspirational qualities, but also like I would not I would not wear that I would not wear that shirt <laughs> that says Kill, <laughs> Killmonger is my role model, <laughs> you know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, I t- I totally get it. That's one of the that's one of the amazing things about that movie. It's like you you're mm-hmm. like half the movie you're you're agreeing with Killmonger and disagreeing with T'Challa and you're like, uh I don't. I don't agree mm-hmm. with your methods completely. Please, please don't fight, of, guys. It's like, be you, friends. Yeah, it's like Tony. Tony down a little, Killmonger. And I think. I think. I think we're good. <laughs> yeah, that's a great example. It's a great example. Okay, I've got more examples. Hermione Granger. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. Is there is there a specific thing about her? Or a specific scene or moment or or something that she's smart and she's badass and that's it. That's it. That's. Those are the and main she tells ones. Ron and okay. Harry to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> she does frequently speak truth to power, and I really respect that about her. Cool. Though I'm I'm ignoring the epilogue still, just in my own brain. <laughs> That's not canon. Um, how about the Animorphs? Anybody else read the Animorphs? Heck, yes. Hell yeah! Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> mm-hmm. The Animorphs were totally my jam in like middle mm-hmm. school and and like late grade school. I. I loved all of those characters. I also really related to the um, the an- alien character, Axe, mm-hmm. Axemillion. He was blue. Um, he's blue. Mm-hmm. He's sort of a centaur-esque mm-hmm. kind of guy. With little... He's fun. Stem eyes, I think. Yeah. Stalks. Yeah, stalks is the best word, I, would, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I liked those. I liked those books a lot. I liked, um, I liked all of the characters, but I particularly... Uh, connected with Rachel and Tobias and Axe the most. Um, But I remember really, you know, they were these kids fighting against a potentially unbeatable alien force that they can't really talk to anybody about because you don't know who might be already taken over by the aliens. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just really liked seeing kids really own power in that way and you know face the atrocities of an intergalactic war and still 
like not give up because it's the right thing to do mm-hmm. to to defend earth protect earth plus animals i just i wanted to turn into animals let's mm-hmm. be honest that's the real that's the real role forget, model forget, for me forget the earth i want to be animals <laughs> i want to be able long. to i want to turn into all the animals for two hours or less yep otherwise it's <laughs> forever I'm guessing Ghost from uh, Game of Thrones is also your role model. Oh, I do love Ghost. Ghost's good. Ghost I included, is good. Uh, I included Driz Duerden from the oh, Forgotten yeah. Realms novels. Ooh, that's one I didn't even think of. I'm mm-hmm. with you there, Brandon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I, uh, well, there's a lot of things I think to love about that character, but one thing that's pretty cool about that series of books is when you get the real like POV, like almost journal entry-esque um, kind of segments from Driz, and I thought those really, uh, I, I, they give you a, a nice, really like almost like intimate personal connection with that character that I think allowed for me as an adolescent and as an adult to really feel like I'm connecting and have a real, a real clear insight into what this person or I guess this elf's mind is sort of like, and I think just. I like Batman. A lot of admiral qualities um, strives to, you know, protect others and, um, you know, just a lot of cool stuff with that character, too. Yeah. And he turns his back on, like, the evil Mm -hmm. people in his life, which is Mm -hmm. his whole race. Oh, yeah. And just he's like, screw it. I'm going to go off and be on my own. And pr- and pretty much thinks he will probably be alone forever. Like, doesn't have yeah. a good understanding of the world outside of those people. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. And he's another one of those people that just does the right thing, or at mm-hmm. least tries to do the right thing. As a side note, I think the author is really cool too. Just I, I follow him on Facebook, and recently he, I think he interacts with his fans quite a bit, which is neat. But recently there was someone um, commenting on a post that he did, a really kind of pretty much going with like PC gone wild sort of uh, criticism of his book. Like, why is it all about women now and all this nonsense? (laughs) And um, (laughs) the old books weren't just about women. And he posted this really nice response that was basically like, yeah, you know, some of my old books were probably problematic and I've changed and grown. And I think that like women should be depicted in a different way now and uh, like really shut this person down. Like that part was really like articulate, but also I think someone else had used some kind of like some kind of slur of some kind. And he was pretty brutal in shutting that down. And it's sort of a side note, but I think the author probably embodies some of the characteristics of Driz that I really appreciate, which is kind of cool. That's interesting. I feel like I uh, am going to have to pick up. I haven't read, any of those those books for a while i think yeah it's like a, a new decade. one every year so you're yeah, probably about so 10 books be... behind yeah Woo, time to get reading <laughs> mm-hmm. um those those stories of like the the character who is on you know is a villain or is part of the bad guys and and leaves that's a story that whenever that comes up i love that because i feel like we don't see that enough in the real world. It's one of those examples that I need to see in fictional versions because I just don't see it often. And it can be small things like like, you know, just working for a company that that you like you completely disagree with. But it, like in the real world we justify that 
for a million different, you know, uh, different reasons. And it's like, nope, I need the money and like, I don't have a choice or like I've got kids or, you know, there's all these different reasons why we, we can justify it. And then usually in fiction, it's, it's like way simpler. It's like, oh, this person like disagrees and they're going to, you know, turn their back on, on, on that group of people and they're going to go forward and they're going to do something different. They're going to be good. They're going to be better. Um, there's, uh, one of, one of my favorite stories that, that does that is, uh, the comic book, uh, incorruptible. So there's this, I've talked about this one in the past, uh, but there's this, these two comic books by Mark Wade. One is called irredeemable about basically like a Superman character who, uh, is like, he turns bad basically. And then uh, Mark Waite, like, I think it was a few issues in, then he started writing Incorruptible, which is about a character who was a supervillain and decides to become a superhero. And, like, he, he turns that his his back on that life, you know? He's like, well, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to do this. And then just, like, you see him. Uh, again, it's, it's, it's one of those redemption stories I thought about during that last episode. But that, I don't know. I feel like that's a story that we don't, do you all agree? Like, uh, because I, or have other examples of stories that like I need them as inspiration, you know? Uh, but unfortunately I see more people in the real world just not doing that thing. And, mm-hmm. and these heroic, uh, versions are, are just really helpful for me. she Yeah. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a good, that's a good one. That's, yeah. Darth that's Vader. the whole premise. Yep. 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 <laughs> I feel like instead of doing a do-over of the episode Brandon missed, we're doing a do-over <laughs> of the episode I missed and talking about redemption stories again. There there are some that were definitely, I think it's a, it's a big uh, part of it. Like the act of, of, you know, of redemption is often one that is admirable. It's like, yeah, man, like that mm-hmm. was, that mm-hmm. was incredible. That was amazing. Yeah. In that sense. Yeah, but she, yeah, Shira, Shira again, a perfect example. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hell yeah, Shira like is like that. Shira Do works it. for the bad guy. She is a bad guy, um, or uh, what's her name, um, Princess Scorpia? Entrapta? No, 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 Shira, Shira herself. Oh, oh. she's not a princess. Whatever, she's, she's just Adora. Adora, Adora. Well, technically, in the original, I mean. She's not a princess mm-hmm. yet. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> she Shira is a princess. Yeah, but, well, but Adora well, Ad- is. Adora just was a Adora. princess in the in the original, technically. She was She's she was Prince Adam's sister. Kind of a princess here. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, yeah it's debatable. In the original? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> We're not Actually, talking the original right now. <laughs> and this one didn't I I'm I'm a little confused because I started watching the original one when the new one started. Uh Anyway, Adora. Yeah, she's a bad guy, and basically she switches she, she switches sides. I mean, in that same vein, you have um, Regina from Once Upon a Time, who's the evil queen. She's evil, evil, does some really messed up stuff, and then she has her redemption arc, but is still able to keep her personality. Like, she's not... As, she's not evil, but she definitely has like her quick wit and her snarky comments and stuff. And that I feel like 
being able to keep your, yourself and at least some of your identity while being able to change like that is pretty mm-hmm. like aspirational and inspirational mm-hmm. and all those inspira- those inspirational words. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's an interesting... Perspirational. Ooh. Perspirational. Yes. That's an interesting uh, way of looking at that character. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like, really, she doesn't just become bubbly, um, but she does fight for the for the good guys and become part of the team and part of the family mm-hmm. without letting go of everything that she is. Mm-hmm. Why does Why does that example jump out to you? Like, why Why is that aspect something? She's because she's one of my favorite characters, and I love talking about her. And yeah, I heard a lot of bias here in your. Yeah, in your- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I feel like a lot of the times when we are asked to change, um, and and I've been talking about this with clients for the last like month, when we're asked to change, or we do change for the good or the not so good it can feel like we're losing ourselves and losing parts of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so the idea that she's able to make a change for the good and still be her and not be, not just become snow white. But I'm, I'm, I'm curious why, um, why you see this as uh, like aspirational um, or, or admirable in the sense that, like, do you, do you think, do you think that people often, or have you been in a situation where you had to like do something different, whether it was a role change or, or something else or some sort of identity, and then that you felt pressure to change in other ways too? Is that where this is coming from? I Probably. I think there's some of that. I can't think of a specific example, but I think that, uh, and and that is something that I, like I said, I've been talking to clients with recently that there I have several clients who are going through a lot of change in their lives and they're they've been kind of told to just give up a whole piece of themselves rather than just the parts that are not that are not desirable or that are causing them difficulty in their lives uh yeah this is I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep it vague. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it vague. Yeah. No. This is this is interesting. It's like another topic, I think, but it's it's interesting. Hmm. Hmm. I thought of another example. Woo! An actual role model example for me. Are you sure is, it's a role model? I'm sure. If you're using that word and not correctly. just somebody sure. you like. <laughs> I'm sure. I, I'm going with Janet from The Good Place because given the opportunity to be a Janet, I would absolutely be a Janet. <laughs> I aspire to be a Janet. I finally started that show. Oh, you did? You laughed. I was like, why are yes. you laughing? I thought you haven't watched I, it yet. No, I just started it. So I think I'm like <laughs> six episodes in only. So Oh, that's Yay. good. That's good. That's so yes. good. Brendan, you said you had a few more on your list. I think the other ones are probably pretty mainstream and maybe we're also guessable, but just to throw them out, um, ch- more childhood ones, I have Goku and Optimus Prime, a couple other, uh, you know, oh, kind of yes. maybe traditional heroes, but they're pretty awesome and they're always trying to do the right thing and fighting for justice and, and taking out the bad guys. Goku especially, I think Goku is such an interesting character in that he is like 
he he's like kind to a fault, you know. Like I'm yeah. thinking about like, oh, I'm I'm battling my bad guy. I'll give him a sensu bean and let him like fully recover, so I can really have a challenge. And like, just I don't know exactly if that was out of kindness or just his own kind of wanting to have the most challenge. But I mean, he takes everyone in, right? You know, how many of those characters tried to destroy the world and now they're his pals? So I think there's a lot of admirable qualities for both of those two um, that were also. Uh, characters who I watched growing up who who stuck uh, stood out in my mind. Yeah, yeah, Goku's my number two, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, for for the reasons you you just said, he's like he. Uh, it doesn't matter that you all the horrible things that you did. He he still. It's like it's hard. Like like I really aspire to be like that, and uh, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's it's very very difficult. But you know, I think about what what would Goku do? And you're right. It's like, you know what? I'd give them a sense of being. You know, it's like maybe maybe that's the way to do it. Or you know, I'll help them get stronger. Or we can join forces. And yeah, oh man, I love Goku so much. Have you seen the latest movie? The Broly movie? I have it. I, I need to, though. I, I like Broly quite a bit, so I'm excited yeah. to check that out. Well, I can't I can't spoil it then, but I won't spoil it. Okay. Tell me more well, about so- Optimus Prime. <laughs> uh, Optimus Prime, I've probably, it, well, is ranked lowest on this list because I probably have the least connection, but he's just another character who I think is kind of iconic and in that same realm. He's always, you know, trying to save the Autobots and doing the good thing. And I think like Goku, there are times where he will, you know, have compassion and and try to, you know, see people or or decepticons or autobots see the good in them so i think still just some admirable kind of qualities to look up to yeah like goku's not a good leader new no. you know he's just a, like he's just really a good, like radically kind yeah 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 and optimistic right like he enjoys mm-hmm. everything which is part of it he's like i'm enjoying this i'm having fun right it's, it, let's both have fun together here take a sense bean i don't care if you kick my ass like it, it's just right. like let's have a good time um but but Optimus Prime is an amazing leader, mm-hmm. you know, and he has just like a few. There's different versions of the stories, but mm-hmm. it's always like you know, there's a rebellion, and he is a leader in that rebellion, and he you know he leads the Autobots, and like yeah, and he sacrificed himself so many times. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm when I was a kid, and the, the movie came out, and like they showed, or they used to talk about like the Matrix of leadership. It was this thing that he, he like a literal thing that, <laughs> that made him the leader, you know, and then he he passed that on to someone else, mm-hmm. and like they took on those qualities. Like oh, I love that, I love that so much. And like Batman is a leader, you know, that's why, that's oh, yeah. why that's a big thing that I, that I like about, about him too. There's so many things I love about Batman, but yeah, my, 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 num- my number one and my number two are, seem to be yours too, Brandon. It's mm-hmm. Batman We're and t- Goku. Yep. Yeah. Should. And we should start a podcast just about those two. And it should be just Batman. It should be Batman and Goku. That'd be a really niche podcast, but I think it, it sounds like we're the following. we're the two people to yeah. do it. You're the target audience. Right. Someone else needs to make the podcast. <laughs> That's a good point. There may be no yeah. one else who's very interested. Could be in just it. us. Yeah, it could be just us. All right, That's a lot of good examples. Anybody want to throw out another example before we wrap up? I have. If no one else does, I have an example of one that I thought was maybe a bad role model. I we didn't really get into that as much. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. if we want to save it or Th- throw it out there just for the purpose of uh, illustrating the, the sure. point. <laughs> I um 
I think that this is a, a a character we've talked about before who can be likable, Rick Sanchez of Rick and Morty, who I don't think is a good role model, though. And <laughs> I think that there are parts of that community that I've read about that have gotten a little bit toxic because I think they take on some of Rick's more negative attributes, I think, and, and try to emulate that. And so I think that's an example of a character who probably has some nice lessons that you could learn from, but also has some qualities that probably aren't so great that we maybe shouldn't try to emulate as much. Yeah. I mean, reminds me like uh, Vegeta, for example, mm-hmm. like, man, he's like so reluctant and he's such an asshole. Just a grump. <laughs> yeah. A real yeah, grump. Yeah. And he's like, he's really mean. Like in the, in the end he does what he needs to do, but like, ugh, I don't want to be the guy who like did what he had to do at the end, mm-hmm. you know, just like reluctantly kicking and screaming the whole time and being a mm-hmm. dick to everybody. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, there's. A, I, th- I think negative role models are super important, and I don't know if you know we could do that as a as a separate topic because I think it has its own nuances and its own insights that that come from that. But uh, yeah, I think you know having an example of something that you don't want to do can be just as powerful mm-hmm. as seeing right. an example of what you want to do. In many cases, even more powerful because mm-hmm. it's such a clear like. <sighs> Like Lauren, like you were like, oh, role model. Ew, I'm not sure that I'd want to be <laughs> that person. But like, it's sometimes super clear. Like, I definitely don't want to be that. That yeah. that I just saw. Hell no, I'm the opposite yes. of that. Whatever that is, I'm I feel not like it. that answer is yeah. that question's easier for me to answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this one, no. That one, no. Hell no. Yeah, yeah. But it's 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 good to to bring it up. Yeah, and so uh, I think this is um, super important just because. If someone says that they're inspired by a fictional character, like t- take them seriously. Like there's some value to that. Again, in many cases, especially again, I think that throughout my life, I had very few positive role models in real life. And again, there are things that I wish I saw in the world more often that I don't. It's, I don't. Again, I don't know if it's just that I'm old or the world really it does seem uh, uh, more grim. But there's like I see so many negative examples so many things that i don't want to see and so i can go to these fictional stories and see heroes and see people who are doing the right thing um like uh, 13 reasons why uh lara and i just did a did we are we going to it may be that that the bonus episode is already out by then (laughs) yeah no it'll It'll probably be the next episode. Will probably be the bonus episode where we where we talk about uh, Thirteen Reasons Why season three. But in that show, like the character of Clay is oh man, even even and this one's weird because he's like in high school and I'm not in high school anymore, so I don't aspire to like be uh, like this in school, right? But I definitely I love the character and I love how the type of hero that he is and it is in a very realistic setting. And there's so many things I'm like, man, I wish that if presented with the opportunity, I could do something like that in, in the future. And I hope I am. And in third, in, in the third season, like there's so many more people that are they're just good and doing really good things. And it's, I don't know, again, it's, it's, it's like a refreshing, the, the characterizations of, of uh, young people in that show, the good things that they're doing just, it, it blew my mind and it's because mm-hmm. like I don't I feel like we don't like I don't see enough of that 
it's not like the huge like it's super inspirational to see um the parkland kids for example right speaking up um about gun violence and trying to make a change like that's something that is is like that's the type of thing you see on the news but you don't see the stories of like individuals helping each other on a daily basis and and that kind of stuff like because nobody's documenting that yeah you know and And especially season three of 13 reasons why is is doing that yeah 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 and yeah. and again like maybe you go on youtube and like nobody's bragging about all the nice things they did you know um so it's hard to like get you know documentation of something like that but then in these stories we can see interactions between individuals and see just kindness and see again other admirable qualities and things whether it's being radically kind or just being a badass it's it's super important to see and then to take the time to reflect on that. And sometimes it's easier to say, man, I really wish I could be like, like Batman in issue number, you know, 37 of Batman incorporated, or I don't think there were that many, but you know what, you know what I'm trying to say? Um, like that particular situation that is meaningful to me and bring that up with someone and it can be real helpful. Absolutely. So thank you for all your examples. Thank you for, uh, for reminding me that Shira is awesome, and I didn't bring it up uh, <laughs> uh, nearly enough. Um, let's see, do we have any announcements? Anything going on? Hmm. Extra life is in less than two months. Woo. I know. I know. Yeah. No. No. We'll push it. We'll push it in October. We'll push it right now. What's extra life? <laughs> that was one straight sentence. Uh, extra life is a twenty-four hour gaming marathon to benefit your local children's miracle network hospital raise money play games and help kids it's great um it is great i i already have the rare candy uh team site up i don't know if we have that ready for um for putting out the url but i think alan wake is getting re-released i'm not sure if i if i read that correctly earlier today so maybe Ooh. maybe Brandon will make a comeback Ow. and just yeah play next gen Alan Wake <laughs> or current gen <laughs> return uh, of Wake. the return of the knee pad elbow patch elbow Illuminati. pad Illuminati yeah that's what it was <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, on the Twitch stream yeah mm-hmm. maybe yeah no no we'll 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 definitely keep pushing um, that if you want to join our team or you just want to donate. We'll, we'll have information on that. The page is already up there, right? Yeah, I, I set it up. Yeah, it should be geektherapy.com slash extra life. should take you there. Um, All right. I can't think of anything else. So thank you so much for listening. You can find more about Geek Therapy and all of our shows at geektherapy.com. If you want to reach us individually or join any of our community spaces like the Discord or the Facebook group, the links are in the show notes. Remember to geek out and do good, and we'll be back next week. This episode is brought to you in part by our Patreon supporters. We'd like to say a very special thank you to our Patreon producers this month, Ben, Booney, Jamila, John, Kat, Lydia, Mark, and to our anonymous producers, thank you too. To learn more about how to support Geek Therapy and gain access to exclusive content, visit patreon.com slash geektherapy.